The choices that central banks have anymore are extraordinarily limited, and they are clearly between a rock and a hard place. And they do not want you to know what's going on until it's too late for you to do anything about it. This is showing up very clearly in the repo markets. What are those? Why should they matter to you? Well, you might think that money markets are safe. You might even think that the system is safe, but they only want you to think that until it's too late. We need to talk about this coming up. I'm Lynette Zhang, Chief Market Analyst here at ITM Trading, a full service physical gold and silver dealer, really specializing in custom strategies. And they have to be custom because everybody is different. But where we're all the same is that the central banks and the governments has put all of our wealth and our lifestyle and our standard of living, everything in jeopardy to ensure that the banks and the corporations make more money. I mean, it should have been crystal clear since 2008, who was the, which entities were too big to fail. And it's not you or me. So today we're going to talk about the repo market. And first, what is a repo? What what do I care about that? Well, a repo, repo stands for repurchase agreement. And the way that it works is the government issues treasuries and then they, they sell them to private parties and they promise to buy them back with a bit of interest at a specified time and day, right? Now, let me show you what's going on in the repo market and you'll understand why this is so important to you. A reverse repo does everything just the, just the opposite, but you need to understand that this is a way for the central bank to manage interest rates because interest rates are really the key tool that they have that in confidence, public confidence, the key tools that they have to regulate the rate and speed of inflation. But, but they've, they've lost that. And let me show you what's happening. At the end of 2022, the daily volume of overnight reverse repos uh, between the U.S. Federal Reserve and the private sector eligible money market participants, mainly money market mutual funds, reached a new record of 2.55 trillion. The persistently huge footprint of the Fed in private short-term financial transactions, both during the previous quantitative easing period and the current monetary and quantitative tightening phase, reflects the preference of financial institutions and other companies to deal with the Fed rather than conducting businesses amongst themselves. This is an unhealthy development with largely negative implications for the U.S. financial system and economy going forward. So going back to 2008, when the prime money market failed, it broke below a dollar and it became apparent to everybody. They started changing money market rules and they started pushing more to government. So the government is now usurping more private money than before. This matters because it basically kills the public and the public transactions. But let me show you more because what you're looking at here 
is the overnight reverse repurchase agreements. And you can see going back to 2014, when they first started testing this market, that the level that they were doing it was fairly small until you hit, well, this is 2020 here, until you hit 2021. And then in an effort to stabilize everything, you can see zoom to the moon with 2.553, almost 2.554 trillion from zero in a very short period of time. So the Fed's overnight repo and reverse repo facility, what you're looking at there, allows money market funds to borrow or lend to the Fed using government securities, so the treasuries and agency debt, but government securities as collateral and agreeing to buy or sell them back those securities at agreed rates on an overnight basis. So I know that this is clear as mud because that's the goal. If you don't really understand what's going on, then basically go, well, okay, well, they are certainly smarter than me. They certainly get this better than I do. But the problem is when a government or a corporation or, or a central bank creates a new instrument of manipulation, make no mistake, that's what this is, there are always unforeseen consequences of that. And we're about to see it. Now, who can use this? Who are those private entities that we talked about? Large commercial banks, central banks investing foreign currency reserves, so foreign central banks, international financial institutions, so, so uh, international banks, money market mutual funds, so we think these are super safe, even in the government area. Agents investing cash collateral received by their securities lendings clients. So that's other mutual funds, ETFs, asset managers with temporary cash surpluses and the treasuries of large non-financial corporates and of financial market infrastructures. So that would be like CCP, central counterparties, those kind of entities. So those are all of the private entities that have access to this reverse repo and the repo markets. So you say, well, okay, those are all bad. But again, this is an unhealthy development with largely negative implications for the U.S. financial system and economy going forward because if all of the business is done with the central banks, then what happens to those corporations that count on making money from working with other private corporations? So it narrows the scope and it narrows the choices. And frankly, it hurts the economy because the economy cannot just be central banks or governments. And that's really what's happening in here. We're running $2 trillion in deficits, but I'm just going to stay on repos for now. Now, look at this. This is a key Federal Reserve lending facility to steer markets treasury bill appetite. Usage is down over a trillion since June amid supply surge. And they just announced, just recently announced that they're going to be issuing over the this next quarter 1.14 billion, 114 billion 
in more treasury issuances, shorter going to longer term. And we've already seen in the previous issuances that the appetite is waning. The appetite for corporations and other governments and all those private entities that we just talked about is going away. So the money market mutual funds, do you have a money market mutual fund? Are you putting your money in there because you think it's like a savings account? Well, if you are, you need to think again because the T-bills, remember, the Federal Reserve can control the overnight rates. And so they've pushed those overnight rates up to what, five and a half percent, probably stay pat this time. Maybe they'll, well, I'm filming this before the decision this week. So we'll see what they do. But even if they go up a quarter of a point, it pushes interest rates on treasury bills up because they're trying to get buyers. Now the money market funds and all of those private entities that once were buyers are no longer buyers simply because they make more money on short-term treasury bills than they do by the repo, by investing in the repo facility or loaning out those, those treasuries or borrowing in that repo facility. So you can see how that's dropped by roughly a trillion dollars since June because of all the treasury bills that the federal, that the federal government is issuing and the lackluster demand. But you're, this is why I say they're between a rock and a hard place because if this repo facility is what they're using to regulate the interest rates and they're not using it anymore, the private corporations aren't using it anymore, or they're using a whole lot less of it, just like it was not good that run up into it because they were running, those private entities were running to safety. Now they're running away from it. And I hope you can see the problem because I know it's, it's very complicated. But since the government suspended the debt ceiling in June, the Treasury has issued nearly 1.4 trillion of of bills, of Treasury bills. Well, if they're paying more interest, what do you think these entities are going to be buying? So that's why I say they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. The ongoing deluge has given investors mainly money market funds an alternative. Well, this is what they're saying. We're going to see the reality. Mainly money market funds, an alternative to just parking their cash at the Fed's overnight reverse repurchase agreement facility. The bill supply bump has helped drill drain over a trillion from this facility in the past four and a half months. And there's frankly no end in sight to the new issuance that the federal government is going to be doing to fund all of their spending. And they want you to think that that does not matter. Well, we've already lost a notch from S&P and whatever the, the recent one was on our credit rating. It does matter. This debt and these deficits where we used to be a trillion in, in well, we used to be Actually, for a minute there, we actually even ran a surplus. Then through the crisis, we were running about a trillion dollar in deficits. Now it's going to two trillion and more. These deficits do matter. So what you're looking at here are money market funds repurchase agreements. 
So you can see how since June, or, or I'm sorry, prior to June, the money market funds were parking a lot of cash in these repo markets, right? In fact, 2.34 trillion. Now remember at the height, what we saw was 2.55 trillion. So quite honestly, that's about 200 billion more than what money markets put in there. Now look at where the money markets are because while they were the big participants in the, in the repo markets, they are now down to 1.9 trillion, which means the rest of them are in there. And yet that's roughly 90, $900 billion in additional funds coming out of the repo markets, right? So what you saw was the height. These are the overnight repurchase agreements. And so they're down by 109 trillion from the high, which means that much as they want you to believe that it's just the money market funds, it ain't just the money market funds that are getting out. It's all those other entities in that list and they aren't being specific. So they make it as opaque as possible so that you don't know what's going on. But that also means is if there's a crisis in the repo markets and you've got your money invested in those money market funds that are still primarily in those repo markets, then it's the little guy, it's you and me. Well, I don't have any money in there, but if you do, you're the one that's going to eat it in the shorts. It's the other smart money entities that are getting out of Dodge. They are leaving these markets. And so, yeah, there was a decline, but not to the extent of the real decline. Dumb money, smart money. What, what part of that are you going to participate in? Because I think you should do smart money. And they're doing it to themselves. I mean, it's just like the inflation. The Federal Reserve loves to point fingers at everybody else. And this is why, and this is why, and that's why war is so important because it's a great way to point fingers and not look in the mirror and take responsibility. But frankly, since 2008, which is when the system really died, and then they used all of these fancy new tricks to make things appear to be okay and prolong it until they had the next system in place to transition us into it. Well, they need a really big crisis and they're creating it for themselves. But where they're attempting to control the level of inflation by raising the interest rates, they are creating problems in the plumbing because that's what the repo markets are. That's what money market funds are. They are creating a problem in the plumbing of the global financial system. The elevated Federal Reserve policy rate has propelled all six series of treasury bills above 5.4%. In contrast, the Fed's overnight reverse repo rate has remained steady at 5.3% since July 26, when it last increased rates. So why should that matter to you? Because as you saw, it's those money markets. We're thinking that the treasuries are the safest thing that you can do. And it's simply not true, not 
true anymore. They're even questioning it, the talking heads on Bloomberg and CNBC. Wow, are the treasuries still a safe, a safe asset? No, they're not. This is a safe asset. But Wall Street buys more T-bills and parks the less, less at the Fed. But the part that I particularly liked about this was the question that they were asking here, bonds, how the fail-safe investment can sometimes fail. You know how the fail-safe investment can sometimes fail, even if it doesn't look like it? By using nominal confusion to keep you inside of the markets so that you end up with zero. Can the treasury print the money to repay all of these treasury bills, bonds, and notes? Of course they can, because they got a printing press and they can do any darn thing they want with it. But whenever they do that, the money that's already out there loses more and more value as witnessed by the ongoing sticky inflation. So a trillion times zero is still zero. So even if they pay you back a hundred percent, you hold it to maturity, Bank of America, oh, we don't expect to lose anything on that held to maturity, right? So even if you hold it to maturity and they give you back par, they give you a thousand dollars for that thousand dollar note, what it will buy you is so much less. When they did the transition and I was about 16, 17 years old, if I had a $20 bill in my pocket in June of 1971, and I had a $20 bill in my pocket in September of 1971, first of all, they look almost identical. That's how they make these transitions. They try and keep things appearing as normal as possible. But the reality is in that moment in August of 1971, everything had changed because no longer did our currency have a level of gold to back it, to put restrictions around the spending and what the government, how much debt they could grow. They handed it all over to the private central banks. And here we are today at the end of that last great experiment. And you can choose how you want to participate in it. But let's go back to this. The Fed and the government want you to believe that treasuries are the safest investment that you can make. But the reality is the Fed is damned if they do. They're damned if they raise interest rates because that just pushes us closer to what they want to call a recession. I'm going to call it a recessionary depression, uh, inflationary depression. And they're damned if they don't. If they lower the interest rates, you're going to see inflation become even more obvious than it is now. Even more obvious. They have just backed themselves into a corner and frankly, the only way out is a major crisis that will then justify the transition into CBDCs, which would give them even more control. So the reality is, is that what has been touted as the world's safest asset. And you know, when I became a stockbroker back in the eighties, you know, before I understood how to read the technical language of the markets, 
I worked with treasuries and gold, but primarily treasuries because I figured, okay, while I'm learning this stuff, then I don't want to burn anybody and the government can print the money to repay you. So heck yeah, it's the safest thing you can do. But we were at the beginning of that cycle of the newer cycle. We'd already lost a lot of purchasing power, but it was still more controlled because we had gold backing the currency and that created restrictions on how much debt. Now, once 1971 hit, there were no more restrictions. And they want us to believe that these debts and deficits don't matter. And they want you to think that the treasuries are still the safest thing. And that's what's in those government money market funds. But as I've been talking to you, mixed signals from the Fed, geopolitical angst, fuel bond tumult. Well, how about this also fueling that tumult, right? They want to point fingers when the reality is, is they need to be looking in the mirror. Volatility in treasuries is only seen increasing in coming months. And I showed you when they handed over the treasury bond, the foundation of the global financial system. And it is just getting worse. That's why the smart money's getting out. Do you realize it? Are you still trusting these guys? Dubbed the world's safest asset, treasuries have not lived up to that title lately as dramatic moves in yields become an almost daily occurrence. As my grandson would say, the handwriting is on the wall. What are you going to do about it? You know what governments are going to do about it? They are going to, A, confiscate gold, right? I don't care what you call it. You can call it a royalty. You can call it a tax. You can call it a hoochie cooch. What difference does it make what you call it? A rose by any other name is still the same. Now, this happens to be Burkina Faso. Burkina Faso has revised its mining code, so this is a country, to enable it to take more in royalties in boom times after gold production fell. There is a finite amount of gold, whether it's in the ground or above ground. It doesn't matter. There is an infinite amount of this garbage. There is a finite amount of good money, which is used across every aspect of the global economy. So it has the broadest base of buyer, the broadest base of utility. This stuff is used in one area. It's used as a tool of barter and in the financial system to transfer wealth and to create that nominal confusion so that you think that you're getting more money like in your salaries, but the inflation rate is always above your salary increases. Uh, uh, not, not for 100% of everybody, but for the general public, it's all because that's the design of it. That's the design of it. Let me go back to this. Uh, okay. The West African nation increased the minimum royalty rate for spot price above 1500 an ounce to 6% from 5%. The military government said in a decree seen by Bloomberg, the rate will rise to six and a half percent for spot higher than 1700 to 2000 and further to 7% for spot above 2000. So you see the higher the spot market goes, 
the more tax, the more they will confiscate, governments will confiscate because desperate governments do desperate things. And they know that this is good money. You think that they're not going to touch you? I mean, I know a lot of people that think, oh, well, it's not in the monetary system anymore. So therefore, they're not going to take it because it doesn't back the currency. Guess what? They have lots and lots and lots of laws we've done. If, you're, if you are working with a consultant, ask them to send you this. We have done a number of videos on the laws that have been put on the books that are still on the books pertaining to confiscation. I cannot guarantee you one way or the other that they will do it, but this is what you're looking at here with the increase in royalties is 100% a form of confiscation. The inflation is a form of confiscation and a rose by any other name is the same. But governments can change rules and laws to confiscate real money gold. And I don't care whether you're a corporation or you're an individual, you have seen it over and over. So this, this was just done on October 27th, right? So we aren't looking at ancient history. And I think anybody that thinks that that couldn't possibly happen is living on hopium, not on historic facts. I work with historic facts. That's why I personally only buy collectibles because they're in a different category. How do you know what to buy? If you can hold it inside of an IRA, personally, I don't buy it because then it's in the monetary gold category, easy to confiscate. You hold collectibles, it doesn't have to be 15 million, but it's in the same category as the one ounce gold coin that might sell for 15 million. That's the category that I want to be in. I'm just saying you got to do whatever you're comfortable with. That's my level of comfort because, because it doesn't matter whether or not I'm right or wrong. I'm buying them so far below the fundamental value. I'm getting my wealth protection essentially for free at a bargain basement price. And you look at what the central banks are doing for themselves. Well, goodness gracious, we don't have the third quarter numbers out yet, but the first half of 2023, central bank demand is the highest force first half on total on record. Who knows more about the end of this crap or this stuff than central banks know? Who knows more about how close we are to crisis than the central banks? You got to ask yourself, why are they buying gold if it really isn't a good investment, if it isn't a safe haven asset? They want to retain choices. They want to retain control. That's why they're doing it. So last week, we asked you, this is the fun part of the moment. Last week, we asked you to guess who was joining the team at ITM Trading. So go to www.itmtrading.com to find out who, and I'm going to tell you, you're going to love it. I'm so excited to have this person start, but go ahead to itmtrading.com to find out. And in the meantime, also, if you haven't done it yet, Click that Calendly link below. Talk to one of our specialists. And if you want those videos that we've done on the laws that are on the books, ask for it. They'll be able to, to get you all set up with that. 
but click that Calendly link below. Give us a call, get your strategy in place and executed ASAP. All these things that I'm showing you are an indication of how close we are to collapse. You are not going to see it until it's too late. So get it done. And if you haven't already, please make sure that you subscribe, leave us a comment, give us a thumbs up and share, share, share. Because financial shields are made of physical gold and silver. Forget these promises. They mean nothing. And until next we meet, please be safe out there. Bye-bye.